Welcome to the Monday edition of Couch Potato Diary, coming to you from the Clearwater Cleaning Solutions broadcast studios. Clearwater Cleaning Solutions offers commercial and residential cleaning in Calgary and surrounding areas. They follow a green clean program and are committed to providing products and services to clients that minimize the environmental impacts while still delivering high performance. If you want to get in touch with the show, you can do so on social media, Twitter and Instagram. I am at PrimetimeKlein, twitch.tv slash PrimetimePK. You can email the show couchpotatodiary at yahoo.com. Shout out to Waste Talent for the music. And shout out to Clearwater Cleaning Solutions. We are coming to you from a very clean Clearwater Cleaning Solutions broadcast studio. They came over here on Christmas Eve, got the place all nice and party as my parents are coming over here um, en route as we speak, actually. So... Um, the attention to detail is amazing. The place has never looked better, so I cannot recommend Clearwater Cleaning Solutions enough. On the show today, it's a lot of football as we're coming off of a week 16 in the National Football League. And we'll get ready for the Monday Nighter tonight, plus a little bit of the World Juniors and just how weird it is being a sports fan in general. Let's start with the NFL and let's go all the way back to Thursday as the Tennessee Titans pick up a massive win. We were talking last week about how it had kind of like they, they had been able to keep their heads above water for a little bit, but they were starting to lose games that they shouldn't. And that was really starting to hurt with the Indianapolis Colts now making a charge. This was a gigantic win for the Titans. And now maybe getting Derrick Henry back, if they can win the division without Derrick Henry and then get him back rested, you would hope, for the playoffs, that is, it's, it's mind-boggling to think what the Tennessee Titans can do. And I... All the awards this year, like, there isn't really a clear front runner, but I do think you need to give Mike Vrabel at least a bit of a look at Coach of the Year to, again, keep this team above water when they had to change basically their entire identity. But now you're starting to see the weapons come back, right? Like, A.J. Brown, very difficult to defend for, for San Francisco. Julio's back, didn't do a whole lot this week, which killed me in fantasy, but you're starting to see this offense become a little bit more comfortable. On the San Francisco side, there's still... I think, in the driver's seat for a playoff spot in the NFC. But again, you start to raise some questions. And I, I have some about this secondary. And the, this offense, like, the Tennessee's defense has played better, but that's not a defense that should hold you to 17 points. So the it, it felt like things were starting to round into shape for, for San Francisco, but now we start to have questions once again. In Cleveland, they fall to the Green Bay Packers, and we have said it a bunch, but... I, I am firmly now planting my flag on the Baker Mayfield, isn't it, um, island, I guess. Like, he is, when it's just like boom, 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 and out, it's very Cody Fajardo-esque, right, when we were talking about it in the Canadian Football League. When it is three steps and out, or it's in the flow of the offense, fine. But when he starts to try to be Johnny Manziel, it just, it doesn't work. And it, it kind of looks like Johnny Manziel, to be perfectly honest. He, he is not as quick as he thinks he is. He doesn't have the arm that he thinks that he does. And I think now he is hurting the Cleveland Browns more than he is helping them. And it's difficult to just let a first overall pick go after the rookie contract. But I think that's kind of what Cleveland has to do. It's a, it's a very difficult spot. And he has got them to a level of relevancy that they have not seen before. But... I think if they're going to take that next step, he either has to be infinitely better next year or they need to go find someone who will be because there's just that there is the, the quarterback is now hurting them more than he is helping them. The Packers still with a, a pretty good win there. The Buffalo Bills, welcome 
back Buffalo Bills. We finally get the performance from the Bills that we thought we would all season long, really. And you see it, like Josh Allen touched the ball basically. I mean, he literally has to, even if it's a handoff, it's the, the quarterback, unless you're doing a wildcat. But anyway, he was a part of the offense about 99% of the time. And that's kind of what this team has to be. And I, I wonder if there was a bit of reluctancy to go with him that much because you're trying to save him for this time of year. But now there, there is no saving him. That was a must-win game, and he had by far his best game of the season. I still worry when we get into the playoffs about this team being able to run the ball to put teams away if it's going to be Josh Allen doing that. But th this is at least a massive step. And for the Patriots now, this is a couple of key opponents that they have not fared well against. It's it, As soon as I buy in on the Patriots, they start to falter, it seems. But I, I think this is a Buffalo team that you can play very well against and still lose. And I don't think that's what the Patriots did. They have a couple of weeks to, to try to get this figured out, but you're starting to see some of the flaws in this New England team. It's against a very flawed team, but that's another good win for the Cincinnati Bengals. Like, just go out there and put a stomp on a bad team. I, I like that from the Bengals, and I just, I like the progression of this team a lot. And... I, I will admit being incorrect on thinking they should have drafted Penny Sewell, that this offense is clicking now at a elite level. And I think Bengals fans have a lot to be excited about for a very long time. In Arizona, it looked like they were at that level, but it's clear the effect that DeAndre Hopkins has had on this offense. Like Kyler Murray is just standing back there for forever. And I think now the next progression for this offense, because Nuke Hopkins is not coming back, I think the next progression for this offense, Kyler needs to do more. There needs to be more... Kyler creating instead of Kyler trying to make the offense work. I, I think this now needs to be the Kyler Murray show instead of him trying to spread things around. We need to see more of those legs. We need to see more of him rolling out and need to see more of him creating to get something back in this offense because they are just stale right now. And I never thought that would be the case about this team. Sunday night, the Dallas Cowboys make a statement. People starting to believe Washington a little bit more and they come out and just annihilate the football team. I still have my concerns about the Dallas Cowboys. But I thought that was a statement, and that was maybe more of a statement about Washington. Maybe more of a, this is not a good football team. Why do you all think this is a good football team? <laughs> but they came out and just embarrassed Washington. Washington should feel embarrassed today. Um, and for the, the Cowboys, people wondering, could this offense do something like that again? Well, the answer is very clearly yes. And again, I don't think they're in the driver's seat. I, I would not put them ahead of the Packers. I would not put them even ahead of the Rams. I might now at this point put them ahead of the Cardinals. But it was nice, again, at least to see that the Cowboys are still able to do this. If the playoffs started today, they're playing the Eagles in the first round. That would be such an intriguing matchup. You have an Eagles team that gets the job done against a Giants team that they should have earlier in the season. And now, again, we've talked about it before. This year was figuring out if Jalen Hurts is the guy. And he at least can be in a draft class that doesn't have a lot of dudes. And he is one of those guys I think you can now build around. This is valuable experience for the Eagles as they get ready potentially for a playoff matchup against the Dallas Cowboys. I don't think that would be a particularly close matchup, but I think it would be a lot of fun. And I, I think this has been a good year for the, the Philadelphia Eagles. The LA Chargers are a weird team to figure out. Like, they have a couple of great performances under their belt. And specifically since the bye week, they've played really, really well. 
and they're missing a couple of key pieces, but the Texans were missing 22 guys, and they're the Texans. They didn't have a whole lot to be missing to begin with. The Chargers, I... I was long to get off. It took me a while to get off the Chargers bandwagon. And then it. I was quick right back on. No, okay, they, they are running this offense the way that I want them to. But there's just, there's something off with this team that is just keeping them from getting to that level that I thought they were going to get to this season. I thought that this would be a team that would contend for a championship and they're just not at that level. Now, if they rattle off a good month in January and make their way to the Super Bowl, am I going to be stunned? Probably not, because I, I still think there are the weapons on this team, but there is just something not there. And I think one of the main things that's not there is the run defense. They couldn't stop anything last week. And again, when you get down into the postseason, you really need to come up with those stops in the run game. That That's how you get back into games and not allow teams to have these long drives on you. Like put, having Houston put up 41 points on you is embarrassing. I don't know. I don't care who you're missing. That Those are not losses that this team can have when they are at this point in their progression. So the, this was this was an eye-opener for me, for the, the Chargers. I, I thought that this was going to be one of those teams that really made a lot of noise in the playoffs after they figured it out here in the back part of the season. But that is, that's a real eye-opening loss. That one in the Broncos loss, it just shows you that this Achilles heel that they have can be a fatal flaw. And lastly, on my beloved Vegas Raiders, they are tied for a playoff spot right now. But again, let's go over what Vegas has done here over the last little while, because I thought that the offense was back and had unlocked something in the Cowboys game. I thought, hey, they figured out how to use um, Deshaun Jackson, and now this is an offense that is going to, to start clicking again. Here are other point totals in the last forever. 17, 16, 9, 15, 36, 13, 14, 16. Those are all since the, the week eight bye and everything that went on with Henry Ruggs. This is an offense that is just stuck in the mud right now. And Derek Carr is not the guy to raise the level of this offense. He is trying his damnedest. I always feel bad dumping on Derek Carr because you can see the give a damn level is at like 120 out of 10. This guy is trying with everything he has. It's just bless his heart, he's not very good. And that is a really tough spot to, to be in for a franchise because you, you want to reward someone who is putting out that kind of an effort. And you want to reward someone who cares so deeply about being a member of the Raiders. But it's just that there are times in that game where they need him to step up and make a completion, step up and make a play, and he is just not capable of doing it. This was not a game that should have been close. They tried their damnedest to let the Denver Broncos back into this game. And Drew Locke, again, ain't it. I think Drew Locke's next starting gig after this season is going to be in the XFL before it's in the NFL again. Because, um, yeah, that, that it's just, it's bad. It's really, really bad for him. This Raiders team, the defense is playing so much better than they have any right to. That pass rush is for real. The secondary, they have some guys who can play well. But the, this offense is just so stuck right now, and I don't think there's anything, even if Darren Waller comes back, I don't think there is anything that is going to really unlock this offense to make me believe that this could be a team that could squeak into the playoffs. They have the Colts and the Chargers coming up. I still think that this team falls short of the postseason. I, I think we actually saw their last win here on Sunday. Monday night, it is the Dolphins taking on the New Orleans Saints. This one feels very comfortable for Miami as New Orleans is going with Ian Book at quarterback. And this isn't even 
last second, oh, damn, the quarterback is on the COVID list, so now we got to swoop in and let this guy, um, like, last second take over. This is that Miami's had a week to try to find any tape that they could on Ian Book, and I, I don't anticipate it going very well. For a, like, for a Saints team that is still hanging around, but for a Dolphins team that is on a roll, and th there's been a lot of luck in there, they have played a not very good schedule along this way. But again, that this is, we talked about quarterback situations last week, that this is really muddying the waters. But I think you kind of need a good to a performance here this week. Moving to the World Junior Hockey Championship, Team Canada with a 6-3 win after uh, falling behind 3-1. And that very much felt like a bit of a wake-up call for this Canada team that is probably only going to get tested once in the round robin. They got the New Year's Eve game this year against Finland, but this is another year. Sweden in the other group. The USA in the other group. Russia in the other group. This is not a Canada team that is expecting to be tested all that much here early on. And I will admit that first period gave me a bit of a concern that this was a team that wasn't necessarily taking this super seriously. Because we've seen in the past, that is a difficult switch to just flip right back on. So this, I, I hope this was the wake-up call that Canada needed, that they were going to have to play some actual hockey in this tournament if they are going to, I mean, they're, they're going to make it through the round robin. They're probably going to finish first in the group. It is now just a matter of can you get yourself ready for the potential gauntlet that you may have to run through in the, the next part of the, the tournament? But, I mean, it's still fun to have the tournament back. It's still great and a, a fun holiday tradition and a great experience for these kids. Which brings us to the women's under-18 tournament canceled. And the, the, I mean, there are a number of ways that I guess you can describe it. I think the best one that sums it up is embarrassing. And this just, it really shows how much further all this has to go. And look, I am not, there is a bit of hypocrisy coming from behind this microphone. I don't think I've ever watched a game of the women's under-18 championship. Now, again, it is not nearly as accessible to watch as, say, the World Junior Hockey Championship is on the men's side or even the men's U18 tournament. And that is in itself a, a big aspect of this. But no, I, I'm not someone who has like gone out of their way to try to get this tournament. And that's, that, that is on me. And, and I think it is something that I need to look at as we continue to, to try to grow the, the women's side of sports. Because this is, it, it just, it feels so much like an afterthought that, okay, well, we're going to try to get this men's tournament in. The women's one, we can just get rid of that one. That, that's an easy, it's an easy cut that we can make to try to, to protect things. And it's just, again, it's embarrassing. It's pathetic. It is not something that should be happening here in 2021. And the thing that keeps getting driven home every single time these discussions come up is you look at the the women's now finally March Madness tournament and you look at just any time women's sports are on, there's actually an audience for it. As much as some of the knuckle draggers like to say that, oh, well, look at the ratings, it's not drawing anything. A, it's because no one, like, we're not conditioned to have these on because they haven't been broadcast for forever. It actually takes a bit of an investment from these networks to actually focus on some of these things. And now that they are, oh, hey, look at this the women's tournament is actually better than the men's one last year and outdrawing the men's one. And you are getting WNBA games that are drawing good numbers and you're getting women's hockey games that are drawing good numbers. There is absolutely a market for this, but it's just, it has been lazy. It has been 
very misogynistic over the last entire history of the world. And you have things like this continuing to happen. The, I think, biggest story of 2021 has been that the concept of investing in women's sports works. And this is just one of the thousands of examples that there is still a long way to go in this, but we have had a lot of positive examples that when you put women in sports on television, when you give them a platform to show how good they are, people pay attention. And I'm hoping that in 2022, we have less of these types of things to pay attention to. Um, last thing on the, the sports world today, it's going to be a quick show. It's the holidays. My family's coming. I need to, yeah, I, we, we have baking to do. Um, <clears throat> the last thing, it, it's just watching sports these last couple of weeks has been really weird to follow. And I'm not saying it's like, I, I'm, I have no problem with the NBA trying to get all these games in, but it's just, you watch Cleveland against Toronto last night. What are we learning? from this game. Like, is there a major takeaway? It's no, it's just get these games in and hope, again, hope you can keep your head above water in any kind of playoff race and just move on to the next one. The coolest thing about this is that there are a lot of players who are getting opportunities in this league that wouldn't necessarily get those. And you are getting spotlights on the G League. You're getting spotlights on the CEBL up here in Canada. You are now getting an opportunity for some of these players and some of these leagues to show that, there's obviously a gap between the NBA and everywhere else, but there's at least good quality basketball being played outside of the NBA that people can focus on. It's been, but it's just, it's been so difficult to follow. So like the, the Lakers losing on Christmas or the Knicks winning on Christmas or Joel Embiid put up 36 and 19 or whatever he did against Washington the other night. Okay, fine. Like the, there's just, in terms of analysis, in terms of figuring out who fits in where in the NBA landscape, we are learning none of that over the next little bit. And I think it's going to be really weird to figure out what's going on when hockey comes back. This is this has been a rather lengthy layoff for teams like the Flames. And now it's just, okay, how, how does this look when we come back to everything? So we'll see. Uh, as far as the show here for the next couple of weeks, or for the next week, coming out uh, tomorrow, we are going to do the best of the pro wrestling world, our year in review on the world of professional wrestling. And then on Wednesday, we have the worst of the year of professional wrestling. It is myself and G-Rana. It is a grand old time. Hopefully you guys will enjoy it. That's going to do it for the show today from the Clearwater Cleaning Solutions broadcast studio. Call Clearwater Cleaning Solutions at 403-274-3998 and book a residential cleaning this week and go into a draw to win your cleaning on them. That is 403-274-3998 and mention that you are calling from the podcast support the people who are supporting this show and they do amazing work like i said there are some areas in this house i didn't even realize were dirty until you come home and oh oh well that's better they did an amazing job i cannot recommend them enough clear water cleaning solutions 403-274-3998 that's going to do it for the show thank you all so so much for listening like i said a couple wrestling shows coming out the rest of the week i'm out